Welcome back, everybody. You're tuning in to another episode of Palarasa. Palarasa is a podcast to enlighten nuestra raza, to empower communities of color, but to most importantly, make our voices heard. And so we're back for another episode. Instead of uh, me doing a rose and a thorn, I'm going to go ahead and read a powerful poem that really like got my attention. It's written by an individual who is also undocumented, which really, which really hits close to home. And so, you know, he's gone through all the struggles that we have gone through as undocumented individuals in this country. Therefore, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and read this poem. I hope you all can, uh, you know, maybe look into it more online. And um, yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing. It kind of makes you want to cry sometimes, but that's just how powerful it is, right? And so, the poem is written by Jose Bello. It's called, Dear America. Dear America, our administration has failed. They passed laws against our people, took away our rights and our freedom, and still expect to be hailed. Chales. Dear America, you and your administration cause fear. Fear through separation, instead of building trust with our people, do y'all prefer this racial tension? Oppressed. I live my life in frustration. Private prisons, political funding, mass incarceration, you make the connection. I speak for the victims. I speak for the victims that pay for the scam, Vietnamese, Jamaican, African, Cambodian, Mexican, Salvadorian, on and on. Together we stand. We demand our respect. We want our dignity back. Our roots run deep in this country. And that's a true fact. Dear Americans, you might be asking yourself, what's the whole point of representing these facts? Well, I'm here to let you know we want, you, we want to feel safe whether we're brown, Asian, or black. We don't want your jobs. We don't want your money. We're here to work hard, pay taxes, and study. The fight has begun. We will never be apart, Chiquito is what I promised my son. Y'all can try to justify your actions and try to make excuses. The bottom line here is that the, at the end of the day, the people always triumph and the government loses. Dear America, do not consider this a threat. Our intentions are to continue making America great. It's time to begin standing up for what's right. Criminalizing children, separating families, our national security, does this make it all right? No, it doesn't. And it won't. The youth have to stand up. We have to unite with our peers. Let's begin educating our children, speaking wisdom into their ears. Because at the end of the day, I am you and you are me. Together we are, sincerely, those seeds you try to bury. And so, as a result of this powerful poem, unfortunately, Jose Bello was... Um, found by ICE and transferred to a camp. And so since the case was like really heard out there and really made, um you know, headlines and all that, there was actually, I think, I believe some NFL players that were able to bail him on a 50,000 bail, $50,000 bail to get him out of a detention camp. And so he's a father, he's a husband, he's a, you know, he's probably a brother or sister to, you know, siblings 
but um the important part is that like within every line it's just so powerful that it actually like reaches deep inside the thoughts of our brain you know and makes us think like in the country that we live in there's so much injustice going on every day and it goes unseen you know it's rare if your case gets looked at over and over and over but um you know this country is pretty fucked up every once in a while you know for the most part and so we just gotta continue to make our voices heard you know like the homie said you there's no better way there's no need for violence there's no need for uh you know for hate everybody should be treated equally and that's just something that you know sometimes this country doesn't really see it and so this will lead into the topic of today which is called ni de aquí ni de allá which translates to neither from here nor from there and so i come from a little ranchito in the state of guanajuato guanajuato mexico at the age of two years old I made the journey of coming to the United States with my brother, with my uh, parents. And so it's a harsh reality when you kind of meet family members from Mexico that, to be honest, I feel like I've never even seen them before. It's a mix of emotions. It's, uh, it's hard to process. It's hard to take in. It's hard to realize that like these are actually like your family members. Because to me, family is like the only people that I have in my household right now because I haven't really had the opportunity to branch out and really get to know my other family, like extended family, right? And so it just plays a, it plays a hardship within yourself because it makes you realize that sometimes like, fuck, man, like you're actually like kind of lonely and stuff, you know? I didn't really get to experience a lot of the interaction, like, with a lot of my cousins. And so, you know, maybe when I was younger, but, you know, everybody starts to grow up and they start to change their ways here and there. And so people, you know, choose to go the different path sometimes. And it's okay, you know, it's part of life, you know. But um, jumping into the current situation that I'm going through now. I actually lost my job due to the fact that my work permit was expired and I was not I was denied my renewal by immigration and customs. And so here it is again like this is a harsh reality that we have to go through. Like we already work 10 times as hard as other people, you know? We already put twice in as much as a work and yet again, we're the ones that are looked down upon and we're the ones that are cut off the payroll because of a simple, like, work permit, you know? And I don't blame the companies that, unfortunately, have to let us go. Like, my last job, they were really understanding and I appreciate every each, each and every one of them for, you know, allowing me to stay this long and for understanding my situation, knowing that I'm going to take care of it and, you know, they, you know, they said if you're able to, you know, fix your paperwork and all that within time, you can come back. You know, there's always going to be a spot for you and we'll make a spot for you if not available, you know. Which um, I've been really fortunate to build a lot of like friendships uh, in the last like jobs that I've had. And 
you know, I've only had two jobs my entire life. Like, I went from working in retail to, uh, you know, detailing, you know, like an auto industry. And so, <clears throat> I feel like my personality really kind of touches upon other people. I find myself as friendly. I find myself as you're not outgoing as much in the beginning, but once you really get to know me, I'm really out there, you know. And if you know, I consider you my friend, I'm gonna hold. You, I'm gonna have your back, you know, no matter what. And so, it just sucks. Like, you know, right now I'm stuck in a situation where it's just I gotta play the waiting game, pretty much. I got to play the waiting game to see if they even consider me, like if immigration even considers me getting that work permit to be able to, you know, obviously work, you know, be able to drive. Because unfortunately, whenever my work permit expires, my driver's license expires. And so there I'm already limited to two, two things. You know, I can't get around as easy. I can't have it find an income as easy. And it's just a lot of things that a lot of us out there take for granted. Uh, I can't tell you the amount of people that I've seen go through the last job that I had that just come in, you know, they end up getting fired for whatever reason. And to them, it's like, well, it doesn't really matter. I have another lot job lined up or whatever. But to me, it's, you know, it's not easy for me to find another job and settle in as easy. And to get to one thing, you have to go through like 10 other things just to obtain like the right to work, right? And so, uh, this this week I sat down with uh, my legal representative, and we talked about, you know, what's going to be happening. What are some of the options that I have with further going to my case, so I can, you know, obtain a work permit and work. And so she said, it's going to be a waiting game, pretty much. I have to, you know, file an application, and just the application alone is. I have to pay money for it, you know, just the, just to sit down and like fill out forms. I got to pay money and stuff. But before um, I can do that, I have to go renew my Mexican passport, which I have to head down to the city, to the Mexican consulate and ask for a renewal. And, um, you know, if you've dealt with, you know, calling the Mexican consulate sometime in your life for your parents or your family member, you know that these people aren't that friendly. And so, you know, I actually called them last yesterday uh, afternoon before they closed. And so, you know, they they just ask for your basic, uh, you know, your name and all this and that. And so, like, they're just so fast about it that, like, I told my girlfriend, I was like, I wasn't even able to think, thank the lady because she hung up so quick. And so, like, all they tell you is, like, you know, all the spots are booked till the end of the month. So you got to call back in April and see if anybody canceled and see if you can get in so it's just like it's just all over the fucking place man if it ain't here they're fucking us over over there you know and so there's actually another topic uh, i want to bring in but uh so it really uh you know it's a beautiful thing for me to see individuals that look like me that are making it out there you know in the community i get it it's uh, inspirational, it's motivational, but uh, what really, 
where it really like frustrates me and makes me like think about some things are when you have these individuals that for example ident- identify as Latinx and they just turn the blind blind eye to you because you obviously you're not, you know, fortunate enough. They have a degree under their name. They have experience under their name. And so they make themselves like feel good about themselves. They make they you know they puff up their chest and they feel good about what they do, but man, I can't tell you like how many people I've seen that have you know really turn their backs on their own people and i was telling my homies i was like man it really be our own people fucking us over sometimes it really be our own people like doing us fucking dirty and shit and so it's always important to remain humble you know it's always important to stay like calm about things and not be like you know i got this i got that like no it shouldn't be like that Because at the end of the day, like, it doesn't make you any different than other people. You're a human, you know. So, I think it's, uh, it's really fucked up, like, in some situations when you see your own people talk down on you. When you see your own people turn your back on you. When you see your own people, like, turn the blind eye. And so... It's just, uh, it's a reminder for us to just kind of stay humble and help each other out regardless of what background or where we come from or what situation we're going through. Because honestly, we don't even know like half of the things that people are going through nowadays, especially with this epidemic coming up, like the coronavirus and all that, like people are freaking out, like, right? So I can agree that we all go to the store nowadays lately and, you know, all the you know, usual necessities are gone. And so we got to, you know, consider like the older folks, the babies that, you know, aren't easily accessible to all these things because all the younger generations are taking over and they're, you know, taking everything in stock and they're emptying the shelves. And we just got to be like, we just got to remain humble. You know, I know it's scary, but there shouldn't be like a freak out, you know, like people are like crazy, like it's it's a, like the world is about to end or some shit like that, you know? And we just got to look at, you know, all the positive side of this, you know? It might be hard to look at it once in a while now with all these other things going on. But I know that if we just kind of sit down and take a deep breath for once, uh, we can actually, like, look out to what's actually happening and, um, you know, try to control the situation. But um, touching back on the... Uh, on the topic of the episode for me it's been really hard to let go of like family members that have passed away simply because you know I've never got to see them for the last time and so the hardship of that is that since I'm here in the United States I'm not allowed to travel obviously I don't have a traveling like you know opportunity to go out there and you know come back within a few days and call it a day, you know, I don't have the, I just don't have that opportunity, and so, like, for example, my uncle that passed away almost damn near 13, 16 years ago, for me, like, my mom says, he he ain't dead, like, we didn't get to see him one last time, we didn't get to say goodbye one last time, 
So for us, like the day that I am able to return to my homeland, like the first thing I do is I'm going to go visit his grave and like pay my respects, you know. And so I hope that, you know, he's guiding me up there in heaven and like making me uh, helping me decide whether what's the right path or what's not, you know, making all the right decisions. And so, you know, as becoming a voice for, you know, the community, say, uh, it's been, it's been an honor. It's, uh, you know, this isn't meant to, uh, cause any disrespect with anybody. And, um, you know, uh, just because I'm in the situation that I'm in right now, it kind of leaves me hopeless. Uh, you know, it's hard to like not even fall into depression at this time because there are certain things that I'm going to lose, like the capability of doing, you know? And I mean, like I said, we can, we can make it out here, you know, we, we've been making it out here. People have been living in documented their whole life. For example, my parents, you know, so it doesn't really like affect me as much as it would have been the first time that I would have been gone this notice, right? Because like I told other people, like when you live your whole life in fear and frustration and pain, like this this type of shit just comes like numb to you. You don't really feel it. And what hurts to, the most, honestly, is seeing others hurt for what you're going through. You know, that's what really gets to me. And, you know, I had to take a moment to kind of just, like, let everything out because I had to, like, I just had to get all this pain out of my freaking chest. I had to get all this weight off my chest and realize that, like, if some things happen for a reason, there are going to be bigger opportunities in the long run for us, you know. And so, like my mom says, like, keep your hopes up, keep your head up, don't look down. You know, if somebody talks to you, don't let them talk over you like that. You know, I was raised by great parents. I was raised by individuals who know the struggle in and out, who know what it takes to live day in, day out in this country that, for the most part, we've never been wanted, you know, and we fought our our way to get to where we are. You know, we've struggled from the bottom of the bottom to get to the top. And so, you know, I have big dreams. I have huge hopes for myself and for the people that I consider my loved ones and my friends and family. You know, you can you can do anything you set your mind to. And you know, I just want to thank the creator, you know. I want to thank God. I want to thank Nuestra Virgencita de Guadalupe for allowing us to wake up another day and be in this country that you know, we really make ourselves stand out and in a positive way, right? And so the way we start to do this is to start coming up in our communities, to start building friendships and start building connections to, you know, help others realize that they're not alone, that they too can stand up for each other and they too can stand up for another person that is still under the shadows. And so, you know, this is the type of work that we're like, you know, if there's a career out there that you think that doesn't exist, you know, I always think about it as like make your own career, you know, reaching out to the community, starting a program, uh, starting like 
something that you know gets everything going and like for a positive impact in the end is something that the people are always going to stand behind you know shit like our our own like rasa has had to make their own like you know things happen because like we weren't granted the same opportunities that the folks that were already here were granted you know we had to fight for everything we had to like accomplish things that we thought weren't we weren't going to accomplish and that just makes us look stronger than ever you know but um this is just going to be a short episode trying to check in you know once again i'd like to thank everybody for tuning into all the episodes if you haven't heard if you haven't listened to uh most of them you know jump right in and listen to them you know while you're driving while you're at school while you're uh, you know working out eating food or something you know gathering with the family you know share with your friends and family this is a a family friendly uh podcast it's uh it's real stories that we go through every day and you know like i said before these are things that you can't make up right these are things that we tell other people just so they can realize a little bit of what we go through every day and a little bit of what we've gone through our whole lives, right? Because there are things that you can't even, like, put into words. There are things you can't even, like, uh, you know, describe to people. And so there are times where, like, you kind of just have to, like, realize that not everybody's going to understand what you're going through or what you're talking about. So it's better to just keep it to yourself, you know? But, um, you know, like I said this um this how life is and so we're going to continue to raise our fists high in the air fight for all this injustice that's going on in the world for our people we're going to keep our head held high y con la frente en alto like i always say con todo el corazón en la mano we're going to take care of our people we're going to come up we're going to see each other grow and succeed and that's all i got to say people much love to everybody out there, and I uh, hope you all have a good rest of your day. This concludes another episode of Palarasa.